it's to the point when you can't do it digitally, I am appalled and so this whole real estate thing i'm appalled good for, sir for, I, I, I am do, i cannot do this digitally <laughs> do you know who i am i'm an online entrepreneur <laughs> Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Travis Sherry. I just bought a house today. (laughs) And I'm Jason Moore. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie, which you can learn more at at Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E dot com, a community of travelers, location-independent digital nomads, people working and traveling all over the world. And ironically, uh, Travis just put down some extra roots in Philadelphia. Congratulations, my friend. Yeah, it's one of those weird things, right? Because now we're doing a podcast on location independence, and I'm thinking, wait, why did I just buy a second property? But I think that's the beauty of it, right? Is And we've talked about it at length on the podcast. Being location independent doesn't mean... You're nomadic and you don't have a home and you don't have roots. It means that you get to decide where those roots are. And really, for us, Jay, it's almost on a day-to-day basis where we decide where we want to go. We're a little more stable now because you you have um, your little baby girl, Ellie. So you've got your place in Oslo. I have my place outside of here in Philadelphia. I just got another place in town in Philadelphia. So... Yeah, settling in a little bit, both of us. You make up the rules, though, like you said. I mean, I think that's that's the key there. It's uh, Listen, I mean, well, when we talk about location dependence, usually we're talking about two things, right? At least most of the people that are in our community and listening to this show, you're talking about the freedom to travel, and you're talking about the business side, the ability to take your business anywhere and earn income from anywhere, even home. We always add that in because your life's an ever-evolving thing. So there might be some times or there are going to be some times when you want to be home, wherever you want to call home. And, uh, you know, that that is important to remember. But like like you said, man, like I think, you know, we look at location-dependent business and I think everyone automatically jumps to like, oh, got to have a website, got to have a blog, got to have like this big online presence. And I know there are some people doing this and a lot of people that we know are doing it. I mean, you just bought a place. I was just talking to our friend, Natalie, the suitcase entrepreneur herself earlier today. She bought a place in uh, in Portugal. She's all about the freedom and location dependence too, but it can be a part of the travel strategy and part of the uh, the business strategy because you can, of course, still run like a rental property. Like I rent my place out in Colorado. You've done the Airbnb thing. That's right. You have two places too. I didn't even think about that until just now. You actually, you have two apartments that you own or places that you own as well. Yeah, I mean, with that comes responsibilities, but it doesn't mean that you are all of a sudden shackled. I, I, I think this is important because I remember when I first bought my place, I was like, oh my God, are my like carefree travel days over if I get into this place? And this is a question we get a lot. Like, should I have a base? Should I not? That could be the whole topic of this podcast. But I mean, I'm going on and on. Trav, how do you feel about the decision right now? Yeah, I feel super, super excited. That's a good sign. Yeah, I think you're right. So the the realtor, I just got off the phone with him a little bit ago, Jimmy, and he goes, hey, man, 
could you be a little more excited, please? I know this is your second place, and I was. It was more just a. Uh, I've been looking at properties for a while. There was one we put an offer and we didn't get last week. So, you know, it's just it's stuff has happened very quickly since I've been home. I've, I've literally been home for my trip about two and a half weeks. So things have been happening pretty quickly, and I am excited. It was just more a sense of all right, cool. This has been. This is a dream that now has been realized, or is, or is at least the first big step to being realized. And I think that that was just a good feeling. Like I'm super excited, but I was a little also not relieved. Isn't the right word. I was just content. I'm like, cool. I've been wanting to do this, and now I, now it happened. Well, um, Jimmy and I must have something in common because when I talked to you a little bit earlier, I don't know you. You were kind of flat. You were just like. You're, you're usually super, like, I can get you hyped up pretty much about anything. You know, we're recording podcasts, talking about travel, whatever. I'm like, yeah, hey, you just bought a place. Congratulations. How do you feel? You're like, yeah, good. You know, I got to get this done and that done. And I was like, um, okay, like, are you actually happy about this? <laughs> Here's the thing. I knew I had to talk to the mortgage lender, and I know that's going to be just mind-numbingly boring. Well, and even for, well, for a nerd like me, it's not that boring because I'm like asking them all about how it works. But really, I was just like, all right, now now we have to actually get the paperwork done. Like, let's get through the process was my immediate thought. You know, so I, I, I didn't give myself a little bit of time to celebrate. So now, you know, after off the phone with him too, now it's time to celebrate. Got a house. And, and Jay, I think you make a good point, um, not to cut you off there, but just the idea that it isn't, for me, it is a business decision. Like it will be a rental property, and we'll get into all of that and and all sh- just shortly. But it is this idea that it, it it's a different type of lifestyle than most people lead because to them a house is a shackle. I mean, but sometimes that's what they want, right? Like they're setting down roots. For us, it's and for me, I'm thinking, eh, it's just one other thing to balance. And who cares? Let's go well, for it. Let's do I it. I mean, I can understand both sides of that coin if somebody's listening right now you know thinking about that whether you own a place or you're thinking about getting one or maybe one in the future i i've had time a time in my life certainly when i felt like that would be like what i would call a freedom suck you know what i mean i'm like dude i do not want to have like a mortgage i don't want any to take care of anything i just want to live on the road i want to cruise town to town i want to be a nomad i want to hang out and do my thing and i don't want that responsibility i don't think like i associated it with a lot of negative things if it's if you're like in that camp and you're kind of thinking this might be you know not the best idea for your travels the irony is that because i spent all these years on the road i was actually able to save money to buy the place later because of the traveling uh, and, and, and working on the road, I was able to save the money to actually do it. And then when it, it came time for that, I realized, Oh wow, this was like, it was the right situation for me. Cause it was in place I wanted to be. I had it set up where I was like, okay, I knew the rules of like my condo building. So I'm like, I, I was like very adamant. I'm like, I, I got to be able to rent this out. I got to be able to leave whenever I want. I got to be able to like have a place to put my stuff, like whatever little stuff I have. So it like had a garage. I was like legally allowed to rent it out according to, it was like all these things. And I was like, and it's in a place I love. So if I need to go back there, I'm going to be, and I was like, okay, whoosh, now I can feel good about it. Yeah, well, the the idea of a freedom suck, awesome term, and I am with you. This is how quickly stuff can change and how quickly your situation can change. That's why we don't advocate, yeah, go buy properties and be property manager and use that to to run a business, or yeah, definitely start a podcast, because every situation is different when it comes to that. And last year, last August, I talk about a freedom suck. We were moving back into the home that we owned, and I was scared. 
I, I didn't want to move back in. Luckily, my wife Heather convinced us to to do it, you know, and, and fix it up and get in here and use it as a home base. I, I guess I knew inherently I wanted a home base. Like I, I knew we couldn't keep being nomadic, but I didn't know how it was going to work. So even last August, I was like, I you don't want petrified. to move back in here. I'm pe- I was petrified that this would basically castrate me, right? As a traveler, <laughs> right, right, like this was right. going to be all, I was done. I was done. I literally thought that last August. Now here we are like only 30 countries later, later. Or yeah but 13 <laughs> months later we've traveled a ton we have this awesome home base we can host people we've had awesome people through on airbnb when we're not here and now we're buying a second property to use as a rental property and as like a quasi uh home base as well and so it's just stuff changes very quickly and that's okay yeah i think this is the fun part about uh I hate to use this term. It's just such a such an overused term, but I got to think of a new one. I got to think a new one up for it. But lifestyle design or like lifestyle business design or whatever you want to call it. Um, this is the part where, you know, you can step back and like, if you look at it this way, I think it's very exciting where you can be like the, it, it can be like a creative endeavor almost like you're like, Hey, I'm going to look at my life and I'm going to like be creative with it and piece together like a a certain thing. It's almost like an art in itself, which can be really fun and and creative. And like, I I know oftentimes we might not think of certain businesses or decisions in, in the moment as like creative, but when you take a step back and you're like really creating this life and these different situations, it can get really fun and interesting, especially if you're, if you're doing it in in a free thinking manner, you know what I mean? You're like, okay, um, now I'm going to Airbnb. I got Airbnb. I got all these other options I'm going to do with it. It's not like just, hey, I'm going to have to pay this mortgage. I'm going to be stuck here as an I example. Think, I think also the really neat part about it is that nothing is permanent anymore. And that's a, in a good way. So I typically, if if we were going to be buying a house, I would be much more stressed out. I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, is this the right decision? So I went in, I did a ton of homework. And of course, I was super prepared. I knew what we wanted and and all that. We didn't buy a condo because we wanted to make sure we could short-term rent it. So you, know, you, you do the groundwork, you do the basics, just like you said with buying your place. But typically, I'd be like, this is like, to, to a lot of people, this is the one of the biggest life decisions they could ever make. What I love about the location-dependent lifestyle and really just the time that we live in, but specifically the mindset of the people that want to become location-dependent, is that it isn't permanent. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You you know, you get all stressed out. You, this has to be the perfect home. I know that that place we're buying in Philly is not our dream home that we're going to be in forever, right? Because it doesn't have to be anymore. I can buy it. I can rent it out on Airbnb. I can have travelers come through. If you come, Jason, to Philadelphia or location indie members or people I, are coming through. I better through, play I, a reduced rate, man. I don't want to be yeah, paying well, that full Airbnb. We'll make sure you don't pay on Airbnb. <laughs> None of us want to pay their fees. Um, but like, it's because we have so many options nowadays that, that literally didn't exist six, seven years ago. All of a sudden, I can look at this and say, man, I can have these properties and rent them out. Like, it's not really that big of a deal. I don't have to be stressed out. Worst case is like, I get it. It doesn't really work out. We rent it long term or heck, we have to sell it, you know? And I think when you attack life in that way, not just with properties, but with anything, with not saying, oh, this one, because we all get bogged down, this one business idea that I have, like, this is the end all and be all. It has to be the perfect one. People always want to pick the right one. And it's really, we tell them, like, listen, in a couple of years, you might not be doing that. Pick something 
after doing your research that feels good, that feels right, trust your gut, you're probably making the right call, and then in two, three years, you don't know what it'll lead to, but you don't have to get bogged down with it being perfect, because it it never will be. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things you said is, like, this isn't permanent, and that kind of, I don't know, ties in with almost this Zen philosophy of impermanence, right? It's like, when you take that perspective you do realize, I mean, that certainly helped me as well. I mean, you brought that up and it kind of sparked a thought, you know, but like I used to have a really tough time making decisions and committing to things. You know, one of the reasons why it was... two peas in a pod. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why it was like the road was so liberating. I mean, one of the many reasons, but just living on the road was like, you know, it it sounds sort of backwards, but you know, cause you have so much freedom of choice, but like I knew like I wanted to have my life on the road. So like that in and of itself was like freeing me from having to make all these other decisions of like, Oh, where do I need to live? Should I buy a car? Should I get a job? Da, 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 you know, like all these different things. Um, cause I was working on the road, but, uh, I think, you know, when you take the impermanence perspective, which is what life is, you know, everything, nothing's permanent, you know, it, it, it's things can flow like it, things can flow freely in and out and that can be businesses that can be things you own. You know, I just sold my car because I was like, I had like a little like moment with this too, Trav, you know, first of all, it took me forever to buy a car because I was like, I don't want to buy it. Even a car was like too much, you know, so I didn't get a car to like, I mean, I was like, my boys all grown up way far beyond. So anyway, I finally had a car and now it's like 10 years old and um, I was still keeping it in the States because I'm living in Norway. I'm like, well, you know, if I come back, I can still have it. It's already paid for and everything like that. But I was like, no, I'm cutting the tether on this because whatever, I can get another car some other time. It doesn't make sense to have this car anymore. It's just an ongoing thing. So like the idea of just being able to let things go a little bit is almost as important as um, the idea of like, you know, which things to hold on to in terms of business ideas, places to go, whatever it is that you might be struggling with. And and we hear it all the time, um, you know, life is too short to worry, this or that. But I think it, it does really help to not put too much stock in any one thing, a house, other than I would say your relationships with friends, family, spouse, whatever. I mean, that should be fairly permanent, hopefully. But, you know, whether it comes down to a house or a job or, or you know, a business idea, like you said, a car. I mean, we, we do. We attach all these feelings and these emotions and this this part of our life to it, which is true. Like I would be sad if I left this house. If my parents sold my childhood home, I would certainly be sad. And that's fine because you have nostalgia usually around good feelings from it. But I do think if you look at stuff from an impermanent state, it really does help free your mind up because you're not near as worried. Because when you say, oh yeah, I can just go get another car. All of a sudden, you're not, you know, you're not stressing out about the little things, the title, the taxes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Am I wasting money on? It just, it is. It's a really weird situation to be in. It's something that's taken me a long time, just like you, afraid to commit to anything, hate making decisions. But it's just so nice when you do. And I think that's why when you caught me right after I found out they had accepted our offer in the house, that I was almost in a Zen like say. It wasn't that I wasn't excited. I was just like. Cool. Like, I, I am very excited now, but it was just a You weren't step. too high. Like, you weren't too low. You were just, just like, like, oh, cool. This worked. I had yeah. this idea. I wanted to do it. It didn't work exactly how I thought because the one house I really, really wanted, we didn't get. But now we got this other one. And guess what? I, I, I was like kind of removing myself from it because I had been a little 
perturbed that we didn't get the other place because the other place was in my head perfect, right? And then I'm looking at it, I'm like, this place could end up being better and we paid less. And, you know, so I just think that's where I was at. And I think it's it's hard to step back and do that. <laughs> but if you if you're able to and if you if you try to, it's really, really beneficial for a lot of things, business, travel, anything like that. If you realize that you could just do it again or 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 change it a little bit. Well, you mentioned relationships. I think uh I think I know what you meant, but I would I would say I disagree, I guess, in in the sense of well, yes, you want them to be permanent, but I mean like even relationships and people are impermanent, right? It's like it's a th- it's a thing that um everybody's growing up, everybody's having different experiences and then they're changing as people too, and I I think that's that's another important reason to like check in with people. Like even if you have a, I, I, I feel this, you know what I mean? Like uh, my wife and I, we always like kind of recommit to being married. Like every six months we're like, all right, um, how's it going for you? Blah, blah. Like, are you still on this? Like, should we keep it going? Are you having a good time? You know? And it sounds like casual and funny or whatever, but it's like, it is giving us an opportunity to check in. And as we change and evolve as people to make sure that, you know, not like we're not going to talk, but it would be a good opportunity to talk about things, you know? And I think that's, that is important, especially when you're traveling to like, not to all of a sudden turn the tables into a relationship topic, but, um, this all ties in, right, Trav? Because if you're going to get some bricks and mortar type businesses going and things like that, you are probably going to be working with some of your existing relationships on the ground. If you are traveling, it might be family, it might be friends. I know, uh, your buddy napkins was helping you out for a little while with your Airbnb, you know? So, I mean, there's like, these things do tie in, like, especially if you want to have those types of situations. I think napkins gets name dropped more on the EPOP pod <laughs> and this pod than any other human out there. Um, well, I mean, big, who, who, dude, has a who name doesn't love napkins? I mean, who doesn't I always, love napkins, it's, but it's the worst nickname, dude. Like this guy, I, he's a great guy, but he has the worst nick. Cause I always think of like, I don't know, maybe it's just because my napkins are so filthy all the time. Like, I'm like one of those guys, I don't know what you do with your napkins when you're eating, but I'm like constantly using my napkin, you know what I mean? It's like I'm eating and then like I'm rubbing my napkin. And so by the end of the meal, I'm talking about like even a good paper napkin, you know? I, I've it's never like, actually thought of napkins as an as a physical napkin. I've well, just I always think of it as, as like a name. my napkin at the end of the meal, which is sort of like a crumbled, like dirty, greasy mess which is not at all like napkins, but the picture huh? of this dirty napkin just gets into my head. I don't know. It's time anyway. for you to change your permanent mindset of what you think <sighs> napkins is. I'm a serial into napkins something a little abuser. more. I, you know, this brings, you, you brought up the term brick and mortar, and um, I, I, I want to discuss that a little bit because we do, you know, we talk about location independence, and as you mentioned, everyone thinks, you know, okay, you work on the di- in the digital world, which is very true. You know, you you have to in order you have to have some sort of digital presence or or work in that world to some extent in order to be location independent, right? Um, but there's so many ways to go about it, and so with this property, one of the neat things, and maybe I was spurred on by Natalie, um, our friend from the Suitcase Entrepreneur. I, I don't know, like I've had this idea of buying real estate around the world for years, so it's not. L- it's not new to me. Uh, as Heather can attest, I look at the real estate listings, even in languages that I can't understand. Um, I just love it. But what's cool is about this project that we're embarking on, and and you know the project is to get a real estate property and to rent out short term on Airbnb or, or things like that to travelers coming through, and then you know hopefully grow the portfolio to a few properties, and then my whole main plan is to like have properties in different cities around the U.S. or even internationally, right? Like. 
who knows whether it's going to come to that or not. Travis's but, master plan. Yeah, the empire, right? But the idea behind <laughs> He's wearing it, an eye patch right now. <laughs> the thing I love about it, Jay, is that it's still digital. Like, it can still operate digital, so I can still be completely location independent if I want, as long as I can c- contact, like, a contractor or a plumber to come and fix it or, and the people coming in and all that kind of so Airbnb and all these places have set up those systems. Then I have to set up systems for the people working for us. But what I love is that it actually is a physical thing. Like it's sometimes nice when you work in this digital realm so much to physically have something, not to physically have something that's holding you back and it makes you stay there, but to, to invest in a real world tangible, hey, I'm touching my house, I'm walking in the door, I'm doing this, because so much of what we do is this, hey, here's a video and you can watch this and, and all that's cool. He's like, here, here's $3,000 for this website that like is this digital entity that exists, but is not like something you can touch and like you said, feel the actual like, oh, yeah, I mean, enjoy so it's the, nice. the creaking it's, of the wood floor. Right. It's nice to, to kind of have that. And, and to not be tied down with it from a business sense, but have a physical thing that's there. And like tomorrow, Heather and I go down to Philly and um, she's going to actually see the place that we bought. She hasn't seen it yet, uh, which is another long story that her and everyone just trusted me to make the right decision, which, uh, well, thanks, guys. <laughs> hope, I hope I did. Um, but she's going to go down and see it. So it's cool that, that there is something there, a physical thing. And I think that gets lost because I spend so much time digitally. It's like, no, I can come here. I can provide a place that, that people can have. Like one of the great things about renting on Airbnb, being a landlord or, or um, a host, I guess it's called, is that, you know, when we come home from a vacation, like people have written us notes. It sounds so quaint and like antiquated, but people have written notes of like signed in like, thanks so much for the house and dated it. And it's, there, there's something to that that can't be replaced digitally sometimes. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're looking for a resource, I know like uh, he was in our Paradise Pack project a couple of years ago, Jasper Rivers, uh, the traveling Dutchman.com. He has uh, a whole book about, you know, how he's been able to use Airbnb to fund his travels all over the world. He has an apartment in Amsterdam, I guess. Now, of course, every market's going to be different. That's a whole separate podcast. But I mean, Travis and I have both interviewed him on our respective podcasts. And um, it's definitely a viable thing if done right. Um, Trav, you know, one of the things I wanted to mention that you, uh, that kind of got me thinking when you were just chatting was about all of the things that you can do remotely that you wouldn't think you would be able to do. Like you mentioned getting plumbers and getting contractors and, and these things that can happen, although it seems like, Oh, well this would be a big headache. And that's true. I mean, let's face it. If you get a property, you have some kind of responsibility. We're not going to sugarcoat and say you don't have to do anything. I mean, this is... There's going to be times where it's going to suck and I'm going to think, why did I bother? Yeah, and you might not want it. And it it could be like, it's a bad investment and you lose money. I mean, like, these are real world concerns around it, of course. (laughs) Oh no, I'm not going to sign the papers now. What did (laughs) I just do? I'm not saying that's going to happen to you. But I'm just saying, you know, there's... There are a lot of variety of factors, but, um, you know, one of the things that would maybe be holding somebody back from doing it would be like, oh, well, how can I do things remotely? I mean, you can't believe the things that you can get done remotely. I I, uh, actually refinanced my my condo when I was in Europe because I wanted to get it done. I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, I literally have to physically be there to sign the papers. Nope. I, uh, I gave my buddy Mike power of attorney and he rolled in there and, uh, signed the papers for me and it got done. So like, I, I have yet to come across knock on wood here. I have yet to come across anything that I've actually 
actually one thing travis and i are trying to open like a business bank account of course it would come down to what we're trying to do together which always seems to be the most difficult i had to go in physically and fill out some paperwork and then we're going to send it to a bank that travis is going to go into physically but even then there was a workaround for us having to be there at the same time together because we were both travel i was traveling and then he was traveling so we weren't able to be there at the same time but like my point is there's always, it seems like 99% of the time there's a way to get it done. It's to the point when you can't do it digitally, I am a- appalled. And so this whole real estate thing. I'm appalled, good for, sir. For, I, I, I am. Do, I cannot I'm do like, this digitally? <laughs> do you know who I am? I'm an online entrepreneur. Um, but it's to the point where buying this property... I had to, you know, they sent all the documents to me. And this was actually digital, technically, but it wasn't digital enough for me. They sent all the documents to me, and I had to print them <laughs> this isn't out. This is digital enough for me, sir. <laughs> I had to actually print them out on a printer, which my printer was out of ink. Oh, so man. I had to, like, find a staples, print it out, sign oh. every initial, every paper at the bottom, which is, like, 35 pieces of paper that don't mean anything, right? So I'm initialing every piece of paper. And then I had to, it took me half an hour, then, to scan them back into the person. So technically, it was digital, but I'm like, why can't I DocuSign? This is 2016. <laughs> Let me just put my little initial at the bottom. And, and a lot of people can. So, By the uh, way, uh, a great app... Uh, jot not jot not for uh scanning using your iphone you can like because i had to just do my absentee valid ballot for the uh election so i don't have a scanner but you can use your phone to take the pictures and it functions as a scanner turns into into a pdf it's an awesome thing i was like when i found this i'm like oh yeah like i don't need to go somewhere to scan this this is awesome i did need to go somewhere to print out my taxes though and then i need to go to the post office to mail them but there's post office all over the world you know yeah. there's there's workarounds so there there um, is i i will say that the day that someone makes a, a printer that actually functions well i'll be very surprised this you would never imagine like this piece of technology that's so simple it's always out of ink it's it's always like uh, dude my printer's a mess i don't i don't get it were you around for the dot matrix printers like where it was like yes okay it could be worse sure 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 if anybody wants to uh steal this idea i always thought it would be really fun to do a satirical uh matrix series called the dot matrix and it's all just like, you know, they could all be wearing like members only trench coats and have like um, dot matrix printers and everything could be really old school and retro. Anyway, um, yeah, if anybody wants to collaborate on that script, I'm uh, I am available at zero to travel on Twitter. Um, Trav, <laughs> should we get into our yeah, well, first I, before we wrap up? I mean, final thoughts. And I want to say congratulations once more to you on this property. Thank you. Um, I am very excited. I'm as excited to get in there and stage it for people coming through as actually using it myself because that's, it's cool. You know, all of us travelers have probably at some point thought, I really want to own a hotel or a hostel or a resort, right? Because we like traveling and we, we, we like the experience. You want to return the favor. You want to return the favor. And so that's what one of the cool things I love about the, the day and age that we live in is that you can. Uh, you can rent your place out through Airbnb, VRBO, Homeway, whatever. Hoach, so you ca- can return couch surfers. Hoach, yeah. So you can return the favor in a way that's like not that impractical. Like, oh, I'm going to buy a hostel or buy a hotel, which would take way right. more work. So right. very that's happy. True. And it can be your own personal investment. Exactly. 
So um, we can, we can get into all the nitty gritty once I actually get into it and do it. But um, and I think but before you finish, I, I think uh, you also told me before the show that you're anybody that's listening to the show is going to be able to stay there for free. Is that right? <laughs> sure. Why not? Talk about making bad business decisions. That's why I could never own a bar. I'd like anyone who come in like, ah, oh, you just want some free drinks. You want free this? Like, come on, I want everyone to have a good time. Um, so uh, we'll say a reduced rate. Yeah. If business is going well. Heck, I'll let you stay there for free then. Hmm. Um, just, just let us know. Let us know, and, and we'll have like a hundred properties all over the globe um, in the next couple of years because it'll be an empire. Um, but I, I want to give a shout out for not our an, inside. Not an evil empire, a, a, a no, nice no. empire, a very nice kind empire, empire. Very, the nicest empire that ever existed. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out uh, for our inside LI segment where we feature one thing that's happening in location in the in our community, and uh, of course for this one I have to give a shout out to someone who has just joined, who's from Philadelphia, because we were talking about Philadelphia, um, Olivia. And what's really cool, and we're going to segue her story into our next podcast, which will be all about hopes versus dreams. But what was really neat was Olivia joined, and she put out up her little, hey, everyone, welcome, here's who I am type thing. And, uh, and she was talking about it, and she said that, you know, about three months ago, she graduated, she got her first corporate job. On my first day at work, when I got home from work, my boyfriend Dylan excitedly asked me, how was your first day? And I promptly turned into a puddle of tears for the next three hours. Um, her boyfriend had given her a two-week cross-country trip as a graduation gift. They had done that. It had completely changed their life. And on that first fateful first day of work when I sat down and tried to explain to him what I was feeling, it hit me. Not only do I want to travel, but I don't want to travel only two weeks a year. Imagine that. Uh, you're, you know, of course. She's usually work, one of the catalysts. <laughs> yep. And she doesn't want to work literal a third of my life away in a traditional nine to five setting. So she listened to the Zero to Travel podcast. Very good job, Jay. Um, and she's just, she went on to say that, you know, I, I don't want to do this. Um, it's not only that I don't want to do this, but I have to, I, I need not to do it, right? It's not like, okay, I don't want to do it. I don't want to work nine to five. She said, I realized I couldn't, that I needed to do something else. And uh, I think when that happens, Jay, when when you see it and you and you sense it and you're like, I, I, you I feel need it in your to do bones. something else, that's when it works because yeah. you've, you've tried it and the other way and you're like, nope, can't work. I need to do something to work. And when your back is up, quote unquote, up against the wall um, and you need to make something work, that that's when you really prosper, and I, I think that's a really awesome story from Olivia. And we'll be meeting because she lives in Philly, so we'll have a little location indie meetup. Meet her and anyone else who lives in Philly, and it'll be a great time. But it's just really cool to see that, see her thought process through it. So Chris is going to be buzzing us right about now. Yeah, I mean, congratulations to her, and and thanks for joining the community. And uh, by the way, speaking of the community, before we let you go, if you want to uh, look into location dependence a little more, you want to find out if it's for you or if you're on, you already are location dependent and you're traveling, uh, we have plenty of other people in the community who are doing it right now. Just talk to uh, Ray, our buddy Ray from the community the other day. He's down there in Mexico uh, running a successful location dependent business. So we have uh, people running across the gamut from trying to start out to actually doing it, all helping each other out in our community, Location Indie, dot com. If you want to learn more, just go over there and sign up at LocationIndie.com and you'll jump on our newsletter. You're going to get free information. We send out helpful stuff all the time and you will also uh, be the first to know when we, when we actually open it up again, which we're planning on doing here actually pretty soon. We've only done, we've only opened it up 
publicly, I think, once this year because we are um, we're pretty picky about you know we 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 don't just have it open all the time. We want to like make sure everybody's we want it to be right, care of, feeling the love and having a good time with it, and um, you know, getting the things done that they want to. So, uh, all that being said. Go check it out. Uh, you can check it out if it's for you. If not, you can still hang on the free newsletter and we'll be giving you some value all the time. And um, we appreciate you guys, you hanging out with us today. Yeah. We don't usually tease out the next episode, but I thought we were going to get to it this episode and we did. Okay. So next episode, hope versus dreams. What's the difference? I don't know. Listen I don't next know week. either. Find out. We'll find out. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Take care.